Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from Southern California. Not sunny, overcast, but I know a lot of you guys on the East Coast got a bunch of snow. I know in the mid, in uh, the mid South got a bunch of snow as well. You guys stay safe, stay warm. Keep it tuned right here to Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so here's what happened. There's a guy named Glenn Consor, right? Glenn uh, Glenn Consor is his name. Okay, now Glenn uh, is a is a broadcaster by trade, right? And do we have the sound guys of uh, of a couple of nights ago? Okay, so a couple a couple nights ago, Glenn Consors he's commenting on the game, and uh, for, for people who don't know, like Glenn is he's a New Yorker who um, actually kind of similar to my dad. He grew up in Queens. He then he went to Bayside High School. Uh, he played at Boston University. This is uh, back in 1980. He finished up there. He played professionally in Israel. And he broke in as a broadcaster a long time ago. He's been with the Washington Wizards, formerly the Bullets, for 22 years. 22 years. So this guy is a lifer as a broadcaster. Okay? Um, and two nights ago, the Houston Rockets went into... Uh, Washington took on the Wizards. Kevin Porter Jr. hit the game-winning shot. Here's the call. What a well-designed play, and um, you got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. Boy, that one stung. Okay, so pull the trigger. Now, when you hear it, Pull the triggers, basketball reference. There's no, and you know, look, we've gotten super sensitive. Remember the Washington was the bullets. They changed from the bullets because of the murder rate in DC. Now they're the wizards. It's like, okay. So for people who don't know, and in, in all candor, I knew that Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad was shot and killed in a bar fight. I didn't even know, uh, up until maybe, Ooh, this summer, I, I think it wasn't even maybe, or maybe it was last year when he got cut from the, the Cavaliers, like that his dad had killed a 14 year old girl in apparently uh, accidentally pulled the trigger, but he spent four years in jail because of it. So LeBron James takes to Twitter, calls Glenn Conser out and basically says no place in our game for it. Now Glenn's, comes out and apologizes. Look, I had no idea. I just clearly didn't do the proper level of research because there was another Kevin Porter who actually played for the then Washington Bullets. And Glenn assumed he was his son. So LeBron had a chance to backtrack. This was his comment regarding sending the tweet. I stand by my tweet and I stand by everything I said. So, okay, let's just say, let's just say he thought that was the case. So we get uh, scouting reports on players. And I know you guys from the media, y'all get memos and stuff from players and stuff before the game, right? 
y'all get like packets and stuff when y'all come to the game and what's going on in the game's way. And I believe that I'm not a play-by-play person, analyst, but I believe that they do their due diligence as well and they get their reports on teams that they're about to play as long as their own team, right? So I, I was actually watching the game live last night when I heard it. Um, and I waited. I didn't do it right away, as you've seen from my tweet. I was watching the game. So if that's the case, if, if, if I am a, a, a play-by-play announcer, right, and I'm covering a team in my local, my local team, in his case, he, he's covering the Wizards. So he remembers the Kevin Porter who used to play for the Bullets, correct? The first thing I would have done, I would have said, oh, Kevin Porter Jr. is coming into town. Let me see if that's his son. I would have did that due diligence way before. And I think everyone on this call would have did the same thing. Tell me am I wrong? Okay. If I understand, I actually understand what LeBron's saying, but again, if, if what, if, if that's what you're saying, then let me give you the opposite. Okay. The opposite is Glenn Consor was sitting on this reference to shooting a gun the entire game only to use it at the very last moment in a way in which, man, look, if he meant to say it, it's awful, but why, what's the win in it? What, what, what possibly could have, could be the win? Why would Glenn Conser possibly when giving a guy credit for hitting a game winning shot, you, you got to give me some in terms of the packets that you get, Here's the first thing. Glenn Conser is guilty of what a lot of guys are guilty of. He didn't do the work. Most guys, okay, who do these local games, it's a great gig. The hardest part about the gig is the travel and the time away from home. It's a great gig because you don't really need to prepare for one team because you call all their games. (laughs) You call all the games. So you have to prepare if you prepare for the other team and yes, you get a packet, you get the notes, your level of research is all how hard you're going to work. And for the most part during games or getting ready for games, you're not talking about that other team. You're talking, you're teaching people. If you're watching the wizards game on the wizards network, you're probably a wizards fan. And so that's who you're informing them about. Glenn got caught being unprepared. What what LeBron is saying is he was overprepared. He's overprepared that he knew he had a packet. He knew the information, and even even then he went out and made this remark. Like, come on, dude, just go. Hey, it's a it's a I you know guy made a bad mistake. That's like this is why you got to prepare. He obviously didn't prepare. Do you get packets? Yes, you get notes. Would the notes have said if you read them? That Kevin Porter is the son of the former bullet Kevin Porter? Yes, it would have said that. No question in my mind. And I'm guessing Glenn Conser didn't read the notes. Because a lot of times what guys do is, ah, the notes are fluff. I'm just going to look at the stats. And oh yeah, by the way, another thing that's happened, not just during the pandemic, but they don't send out... uh, uh, the, the, you don't get the notes printed out for you anymore. It's always sent via email. It's a PDF. And most people just, they go to the stats and they keep the stats up or they print out or maybe they, maybe he has a board. I don't know if he has a board. Glenn's been doing it long enough. He probably, this is what the old school guys do. They get one of those uh, manila folders 
and then they write everybody's name on a manila folder and ask a coach about about him before the game, and they got like one note about him. That's what that's what the, that's what kind of the classic old broadcasters do. Here's a guy who's been doing this for 20 years. Okay, here's the power of LeBron. All he has to say is, you know, I just at the moment I assumed the worst, but after thinking about it, after understanding it, it's I I I get it's I'm judging somebody's intent, and that's like again, what he's doing is what LeBron and others have accused others of doing. You're you're judging somebody's intent. And always making it to the negative. That's disgraceful. You're LeBron James. Don't tell me, don't lip to fans that you're beating up on the half their normal talent Sacramento Kings. I'm the king. If you're the king, then this and this is how you rule, then I want out of this universe. You don't treat people this way. You don't. You're way too powerful saying things you don't know anything about. He, uh, by, by the way, also, he doesn't really know about how what it's like to prepare as analysts, as he said. I know you guys get notes or packets or whatever. Like, yeah, you get some stuff. But for the most part, it's on you. Okay? And if LeBron wants to do it, let's go through every different local analyst. Guys that are friends of LeBron calling games and mistakes they've made. Call them out. You didn't. You know why? Because you wouldn't do that. You don't, you don't do that to people. My, again, my guess is, and I have no idea... Um, about the length of his contract. But a lot of these deals for, for, for broadcasters are year to year, right? And it's not huge money, you know. It's, it's good money for you and me. But for the world of broadcasting, like, it's not crazy money. What it is, though, okay, what it is, is it's, um, it's a guy who's going to take away 82 nights of the year to cover a team. And if you take that job, it's really hard to get other jobs. This is what you do. This is what, all he's done. And he's done games for Westwood one. He's done games for local stuff or whatever. But for the most part, this is his main source of income. And now if you're the wizards, like you're in a bad spot, like you're going to rehire a guy that LeBron James basically called an insensitive and led it to believe like it's it's racial. And and by the way, I don't actually think this is the case. I'd like to. Well, let me rephrase. I'd like to think this is not the case. I like to think that's not the case. But it was if it was a former player that LeBron knew and he made the same mistake, would he call him out? Of course not. Of course not. Like you're LeBron James. And I've said this about Aaron Rodgers in terms of the vaccine. And if you if 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 Aaron Rodgers wants to talk to Dr. Fauci, it's one text away. Text your agent or any of the million people. He could text me. I'll find it for you. Because Aaron Rodgers can get Dr. Fauci's number. LeBron James can get Glenn Conser's number. In one text, he can get it. And before he file, fires off a tweet, which, which tries to fire this dude and make him out and be the worst human being on earth. <clears throat> right? Like, let's at the very best moment of a kid's career. And let's also be honest. Kevin Porter Jr., kind of a jerk kind of a troubled dude okay that's just the reality of it i'm not making it up there's a reason he he got suspended at usc there's a reason he got they got run from cleveland and a reason he's just coming up that game was the first game off suspension in houston that guy and and i'm sure some of it comes from the fact his dad was murdered 
Okay. Right? Like he's got, he didn't call that out. He didn't put that on uh, into a broadcast. He didn't go like, hey, you know, if, if he really wanted to, to poke holes in the Kevin Porter and make him out to see a bad guy, when Kevin Porter isn't throwing things at assistant coaches, right? That's what's alleged to have happened. John Lucas, who's as revered a person for everything he's done for himself and for other NBA players to get their minds and their lives right. That's the guy that Kevin Porter Jr. just went after and threw something at in the locker room. He's one of the most revered human beings to work in NBA circles. John Lucas, don't believe me. Ask anybody who, who does anything about NBA basketball. And that's the guy that Kevin Porter Jr. had beef with. KPJ's he's kind of, he's got a little troubled dude, right? He's got some obvious anger issues and some and some some issues with trying to get along with people. It's not a talent thing. The guy's as talented as almost any guard in the league. So instead, if Glenn Constant was really a jerk, he would have gone like, hey, it's better when he's not throwing things at assistant coaches or something like that. But if I'm judging intent the way that LeBron judges intent, I could sit here and go like, well, LeBron wouldn't say that if it was any of his friends. Would LeBron say that if it was somebody who was of color making the remark? I don't know if any of this is true. You know why? Because I'm judging the intent of somebody who I don't know. Same thing as LeBron James. Totally unfair. Totally unjust. And if you're the king, this is not the way you rule a kingdom. But he's got a bunch of yes guys around him. Oh, yes, LeBron. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're not the problem. Glenn Conser's the problem. You're not the problem. Russ is the problem. You're not the problem. Kyrie's the problem. You're not the problem. It's the coach. It's everybody else. By the way, if we're owning the Russell Westbrook problem, LeBron James, wear it. Go and look. Plenty of reports that he basically interviewed three candidates to be a star to bring in. And they selected Russell Westbrook. They brought in DeMar DeRozan. They selected Russell Westbrook. LeBron doesn't wear anything. He doesn't wear any of his flaws. That's the problem we all have with him. That's the problem we have with the Nick Wright sycophant. He can do no wrong thing. I'm okay mentioning all the great things he's done. Just mention all the crappy things he's done. <laughs> that, that's how it's supposed to be. Right? That's the reality to it. That actually, by the way, that was the Jordan documentary. Where Michael Jordan's like, yeah, I could be really hard to play with. I could be a jerk. I wasn't easy on people. I was a jerk to this guy, to that guy. But I did it because of one. At least there was, he was giving us something. LeBron gives us nothing. All you got to do is go, hey, you know, I, I can only hope that Glenn will prep for his game a little bit stronger next time. That'd be a fair thing. Okay, it's not nice to say, to point out a guy clearly didn't prepare. But th- the end there, that's fine. But to double down on your tweet, just go like, you know, but I'm, I'm reasonable here. I'm, I'm sure he didn't mean to say something. It's just, it's a sensitive thing because it's a guy's dad and it's a tragic situation and he didn't know about it. But now that he knows about it, I think, you know, prep a little bit more next time. I, I think, I think it's disgraceful what LeBron is using his power to do and unwilling, the, the, the most, what was it? Schindler's List. Jay Stu, have you seen Chinelo's List? Do you remember the movie? Of course. Yep. Do you remember the 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 was it, the, I pardon you? Wasn't that was, wasn't that the 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 deal? Wasn't that the the line um, where he uh, Schindler's the 
the general, right? And he, he, like the most powerful thing a leader can do is to pardon people. I pardon you, yes. I pardon you. If LeBron does that, he wins today. Instead, LeBron is never willing, ever willing to say, you know what, I was wrong. I was wrong. My bad. I jumped to a conclusion. I was really defensive of a super talented kid. And I just wanted to get his game right or his mind right or his life right or whatever. I, I'm sorry. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to give Glenn Conser a pass. But he's not. And all of these things he accuses other people of being is what he is. An unjust ruler of his own little fiefdom. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Did you guys see this story? It's a crazy one. You guys remember Charlie Batch? Buyer without any question remembers Charlie Batch, right? Um, Charlie Batch is uh, was a guy who uh, was a hell of a player in college at Eastern Michigan. His uh, sophomore and senior seasons, I think he got hurt his junior year. Okay, and remember, this is back in the 90s. He threw for over 3,000 yards. And then he was a second-round pick of the Detroit Lions. And ultimately became the starting quarterback in the Lions. And then he was he was like the the old head, right? As um, Kevin Colbert came over to Pittsburgh from Detroit. And he was the third string quarterback behind Cordell Stewart and Tommy Maddox. You guys remember Tommy Maddox? Well, that was a long time ago. And then he was with the Steelers forever as their backup. And he would start like a game or two a year. So, um, like... Charlie Batch apparently has offered Caleb Williams a million dollars, a million dollars to play for his alma mater. His company, Game Above Capital, right, would sponsor him. This is the tweet. Hey, at Caleb uh, underscore uh, Caleb CSW, that's Caleb Williams Twitter account. Have you considered Eastern Michigan? If not, you should. Game Above Capital is prepared to pay you $1 million for one year. Are you ready to be an Eagle? So here's the thing. Okay. I understand fully okay, that um, you've been told for a long time as fans that college kids somehow get this short end of the stick. They don't get any money because all they get is a scholarship. I believe and have believed will continue to believe that the value of getting into school, the value of playing for a school, being a part of something, having a family, a school, things to call on, not, and, and we talk about education. It's not the things you learn in the classroom. It's the things you learn being around people your age, being around people who are educated, being around a team and process. It prepares you potentially for the NFL, if you're good enough, and for the rest of your life. Now, I would tell you that, again, this is no different 
Um, slightly better than a top 10 prospect going to Jackson State because Jackson State's not even Division One A, right? They don't play for a national championship, and it'd be very hard for a Mac school to play for a national championship. But there's been plenty of Mac quarterbacks that have gone on to great things. Ben Roethlisberger, for example. But this is the this is the part of name, image, and likeness that we all told you was coming that isn't the intent of the rule. The intent of the rule is Caleb Williams goes out um, coming in for Spencer Rattler, wins the Texas game, and then he can do commercials and be a spokesperson because of what he accomplished at Oklahoma during his time in Oklahoma. You, you get you get the benefits of what you've done on the field in terms of marketing and licensing. This is just buying players, which I know is happening, but we told you was going to happen. And you get all these liars on TV. These guys are just liars. They're like, well, it's just name, image, likeness, what they deserve. And we told you it's going to be pay for play. No, it's not. Now it is. You're like, well, you know, they got the money, so they're going to spend. Like, is that what you really want? I don't know. It just seems gross to me. If I got to pay you a million dollars to come to my school, then you probably didn't want to come to my school anyway. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. This show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas. The excitement is endless, so make sure to make a plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Um, a- a- Adam, I mean, like, look, I'm, I don't like to sit here and be a moralist. I, I don't think that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Oh, I got you. But, but I, I got to tell you, like this, the Raiders story over playing a defensive back mm-hmm. who got pulled over for a DUI asleep at the wheel of his car, Nate Hobbs. Yep. The same year in which Henry Ruggs kills a lady in Vegas having a DUI. I mean, how how does the league let this happen? I hear you, but they don't step in. They They only step in. Uh, when they feel they need to. They let law enforcement do what it needs to do, uh, and they go from there. And because there's nothing else going on with the situation, they just stay out of it. Now, he could be wind up being suspended you know, six months from now. It would be a short one for, for, the, for what has been alleged. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised because when – yeah, I don't know if you know this. Rich Bisaccia, the interim head coach, found out about this situation an hour before he had to speak to the media. Actually, less than that. I was yeah. told it was less than an hour. Um, listen, I, I don't want to accuse the Raiders of anything, but you, you and I know. I mean, we, we've been covering this business for a long time. Winning trumps everything. Their season's on the line. That's the story. The staff is – they understand they, they need to win. or the, Most of these guys are not going to be back next year. They're going to have a new coaching staff. Most likely, um, and that's just the way it is. Uh, what can I tell you? This is just this is our business. Um, I don't judge people. This is what they do. I've covered this business for 21 years. It's all about winning. Unless the league does not have a hard and fast rule when to, to step in right after something that's been alleged, they just don't do that. They let it, things be adjudicated and they go from there. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, that said, this is the biggest game they played in yeah. Vegas. I still think there are a talent disparity there, but what what has all transpired this season? Like Derek Carr's now the guy. 
Uh, he, he's gone from, will he make the trip to Vegas with John Gruden to, mm. I don't know who else will be back in Vegas, but Derek Carr is the guy in Vegas. Uh, I, don't, I don't, would not necessarily agree with that. Uh, really? For, here's why. Um, Derek Carr, uh, just talking to people who coach him, they all like him, Derek, personally. He's a re- very good guy. 22 is the last year of his deal. There's no guaranteed money. They, the, the club has all the leverage in the situation. We don't know who's going to be running things. Going forward, we don't know who I have personnel control. We don't know who the head coach is going to be. Um, I'm not based on my intel in the situation. There's no, there are no guarantees here. We have to see who's going to be coaching and running personnel. We just don't know. It's, it's go a lot of ways. But I have to give um, my friend Mike Mayock credit and Rich Bisacci credit for keeping this thing together. They've, what they've had to deal with, which is, you know, John Gruden obviously is the one who had control before Mike got it. For everything they've had to deal with, to, for this team to be competing for playoff spots, just hard to believe. Now, I know Derek Carr's done a nice job. He's very durable, by the way. Pretty good leader from talking to the Raiders. But there are throws that he just doesn't make for whatever reason. There's some things about his game that will, will drive coaches crazy. I just know from talking to the Raiders over the years. No, it's, it's, it's what everybody else said, the by the way. Yeah, what about, what everybody trigger. else said about him is accurate, right? Like, if you hit him early, he ain't any good. Well, no, but Doug, yeah, that's part of it. But no, here's the thing. There'll be a throw. Why, the, the, let's say the, the routes, the, the, the throw's 30 yards downfield. He doesn't always pull the trigger when it's right there. Right. He's staring at it, and he decides to check it down, and it drives coaches crazy. That's tough, and he doesn't always have an answer for it. I could just tell you. I'll give you a little bit of an intel and a little, little scoop here. That will go a long way to determining what the, what, what the people, whoever is calling the shots next, Going forward, um, in, in, you know, if they lose this week, we'll see what, hap- what what Mark Davis does. I'm just telling you, his future is absolutely not in stone here. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, let's let's get to around the league. Yeah. What what about Baltimore? You mentioned durability. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lamar when healthy was the MVP. Okay, but since then, and people got forget hurt. that by the way, how well he was playing. I, I'm glad oh. you said that. He was playing really well. I really mean, unbel- he took the, he, people he, forgot he, about that. You know, I don't think they forgot about it. I actually think people are still viewing Lamar as MVP Lamar. No, he, he's I, too many games. I, I, I disagree. I, okay, well, let, let's have this discussion here, though. Okay, so at his peak so far in a young career, he's been an MVP. Okay, Once, last yeah. year he won a come from behind playoff game, something that many people had never seen him do and didn't know if he could do, and mm-hmm. he did it. On the other hand, there has been a playoff ceiling. They put better weapons at wide receiver around him than he's ever had, right? You got multiple first-round picks, and they signed Sammy Watkins. Granted, they lost Dobbins to injury, and I think Dobbins is going to be spectacular mm-hmm. when he comes back healthy next year. But Hopefully. they they put yeah. weapons around him, and he's had his worst season throwing as a pro. He's hurt again this year, not able to play when they still have a shot at the playoffs. What, what happens in the offseason with Lamar in terms of that contract extension that I'm sure he desires? Yeah, he's going to get it. Um, they, they've made progress, but the problem is Lamar does not have an agent. He has an advisor. It makes it more complicated. Um, Greg, give Greg, Greg Roman credit. Uh, talking to the Ravens, Roman, their offensive coordinator and play caller, gave him more responsibility in the passing game, and you really saw Lamar take off. There's no doubt he's their guy. They don't have any doubt, and they found a really good backup in Tyler Huntley, who will start uh, for the fourth time this season, um, he just has to stay healthy. You know, he's slight ability. He's not a, like a big guy, though. He's six two plus. He's not the biggest guy here physically, um, but they know he's their guy. And and by the way, they also have leverage. If they can't find it, they want to get this done. Trust me, they want to get this done. They just couldn't get there. If they don't, he'll be tagged, and that that's just the way it is. 
What about Baker Mayfield? That one, you know, if you asked me six weeks ago, I would have said there's no question he's their guy, but checking into it, I would not say I love what I'm hearing. Uh, we, I mean, He's under contract. He's under fifth-year option. That's not in question. And it's not a great quarterback draft is my early word that I have. But his future past 2022 is certainly in question. They never, I'm told, had any meaningful discussions for his contract. Remember, this GM, Andrew Berry, did not draft him. That has a lot to do with why he's not got an extension. He's not his guy. He could be the guy, uh, especially if he did not suffer that terrible shoulder injury where he's got two issues going on and he's having surgery. And remember, he got hurt in week two, and he's not been the same. That's really the story of his season. But he also, you know, now kind of calling out some coaches and, and we could have been put in better situations. He, he did call out himself at the same time. But then, then there was the interview where he said, you know, the, some things going on behind the scenes. Like, it, it does seem to have, have changed because previously, anytime people came at, came at Baker, um, it was about, it, it was a circle the wagon, support for teammates, about us. Mm-hmm. Now it, it, it feels like he's deflecting some of the blame. It, it feels like it's cha- the vibe has changed. I, I would say this. Let me just take this a little further. I think the issue is not really that. I think it's his, his, his relationship and getting on the same page as with the head coach who also calls to play. The plays. Kevin Stefanski did an unbelievable job with him last season. I, I know from talking to the Browns, what they decided to do is not give him the responsibility that the former head coach Freddie Kitchens did. And sure enough, the playbook for him, don't ask him to do a lot. Go through the running game with Nick Chubb, who's terrific, and Kareem Hunt, which they did, and that's why they were a playoff team. And they, they shocked the Steelers, as you know, in the playoffs. Now, this season, though I know talking to the Browns, they feel their roster is better than last year, but they had a very bad COVID and injury situation. And plus, Baker, with his injuries, didn't play well. This is a big offseason for him. You know, obviously he's going to come off surgery. He won't be ready till late spring, early summer anyway, after the surgery. But Kevin's got to look at kind of what happened and remove all the, the, the issues with injuries and COVID and look at how the offense could be better because they have to get on the same page. I think that's very fair. Uh, last thing before we, before we let you go, um, who do you think is really going to get Jacksonville? My preference would be, based on what I've heard, it's probably going to be an offensive coach. Because they have Trevor Lawrence, so they have to develop him. That's usually where ownership will look like at. And I'm told it's wide open. Last year, it was Urban Meyer bust. This year, it's more wide open. My money would be on Kellen Moore Doug Peterson. Kellen Moore is the guy for teams. Kellen Moore, if he wants a head coaching job, there could be up to six openings by Tuesday of next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, I believe he'll get a job if he wants one. I, I know he's interested in interviewing, but we'll see how badly he wants one. Doug Peterson will be a tremendous choice. He's a great coach. Um, I think he could look back and some of the things that happened in Philly. I think I know he's learned a lot from talking to people close to him, but the guy's a Super Bowl winner and he knows how to manage a team. I know he's learned a lot from his experience in Philly and Doug will be a head coach again. You can mark that down. Great stuff as always. Happy New Year to you, Adam. Thank you you. so much for joining us. You got it. Thank you. Inside the Birds is his podcast. Of course, he's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider at Kaplan. NFL on Twitter. Check out the latest lines world of sports, the BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Hear what Antonio, uh, Dan Patrick said about Antonio Brown? You'll hear it next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 'll Gottlieb show Fox Sports radio mm, 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 mm. 
You know, it's interesting. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports. The Better Sportsbook. Better is the trusted name in online sports. Betting must be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, I was thinking about that, that, that Gabe, uh, that uh, concert thing. You know, he's the longtime color voice of the Washington Wizards. And LeBron, you know, just won't, won't, let, him, won't let him off the hook for making a mistake with uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I just, it's just fascinating to me. On how and and if LeBron was, if we were fair to LeBron, and I feel like I actually have been, you know, what happens is if you're fair to LeBron, then you're a hater. If you're all you do is lap up everything LeBron does, well, then somehow you're okay. That's how the NBA operates. Just so you know, they've had people who will tell you the problem with the NBA is like you; these guys are so hypersensitive to anything mentioned. That's why people who cover the league they only say things positive because they just they they fear things like this. But like, if you're fair to LeBron, you go like, look, he, I, I've always said this against the Mavericks. Mike Bibby was terrible. The first five games, he was their starting point guard for the heat. He did not play in the final game, game six. They didn't play him. Didn't take off the sweats. He was that bad. Now, did LeBron get progressively worse? And did he get tighter and tighter? And it be, appeared to be a bit of a mental thing later on in the series. Like, yeah, sure. Remember they, I don't know if you remember, they, they won the first game and they made fun of Dirk Nowitzki for saying he was sick. Do you guys remember all that? But if we're fair, I, look, can, you, can anyone name the starting center of the Heat when they play the Dallas Mavericks? I can, but I'm not going to. Can, did anybody, before I mention it, know that Mike Bibby was the starting point guard for that Heat team? No, it wasn't a great team, and he was unbelievable to get him there. Did he choke or get nervous or get tight at finally getting through that finish line? Sure. And he shouldn't have called out Dirk, shouldn't have rattled that cage. Dirk won two games kind of on his own in that, in that series. But a fair person would be like, hey, lots of guys have gotten to that big moment and not succeeded and then come back and two NBA finals later, win it. Right? If we're fair, guys make mistakes and you go, hey, you made a mistake. You got the rest of your life to, to fix it or not do that again. This dude covers the team for 20 years. He clearly didn't know Michael Porter Jr.'s dad was committed a murder or alleged murder, was served time in jail for shooting a, a young girl, you know, almost 30 years ago. It was a mistake. But you know what you don't do? You don't, like, continue to pile on and point out guy made a mistake and then create the, the belief that the intent was to make Michael Porter Senior or junior look bad. That's just a it's a bad take. It's a dumb take. And oh yeah, by the way, it's doing everything you wish the media wouldn't do, which is take the worst moment that you have and make it into an overall narrative for who you are. Let's get to what the and now. (laughs) This is Dan Patrick talking about Antonio Brown. Now we'll see if Brown's career can continue elsewhere. He's thirty three, still is highly productive, and you can make a case that. This is a receiver put together a run during his prime that matches almost any receiver in history. But the twists and turns are so bizarre, and it's been ugly. They part ways, and you would have thought if he was going to be able to survive, you have Bruce Arians, who is a player's coach, chill coach, and you have Tom Brady. And Tom wanted to have Antonio Brown, wanted to have him in New England, got him in Tampa Bay. They won a Super Bowl. And, of course, wherever Antonio Brown is, he eventually burns down the house. It seemed like his career was over before, but he's come back. And as wild as this week has been, 
it's probably not enough to scare away a contender from adding a still talented but troubled wide receiver. You know, what's funny about it is um, Antonio Brown goes on some podcast, which had you, had you guys heard of this pod before? It doesn't mean it's a, yeah, I, I actually, you know what I'm going to do as I'm going to tell you, this is a bad podcast without knowing it. Well, it's, it's called full send podcast. I don't know who these guys are, but the backing down from Antonio Brown is kind of embarrassing. If you guys could rack that sound that I sent you, I'd appreciate it. Antonio Brown goes on, and he's the glasses. He really likes these sunglasses he's been wearing inside, outside, right? He wore them at the Nets game. Now he wears them on a podcast. It does look like Back to the Future 2. And he sounds like Biff from uh, Back to the Future 1 is, is what, he, what, he, what he really sounds like. When he wants to know why he's on a prove-it contract if he's the best wide receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Isn't that what he said? Like, look, if Antonio Brown doesn't, he just doesn't understand who he is and what he's done and how people view him. He ain't going to be back in the league. It's, it's, it's T.O. all over again. T.O. got way more opportunities, way more late, because people forget T.O. was with the Bengals a little bit late in his career. But playing in sports and being successful in sports isn't just about what you can do. Well, if you get me the ball, I can. The the damning part about the damning part here. here here's Antonio Brown in this full send podcast. If, if Tom Brady's my boy, why am I playing for an earnest salary? Right. You my boy though, right? Right. Gronkowski is boy, right? Right. How much do you get paid? Significant amount. Damn. All right. So so why is AB on a prove it deal? Who's better than me over there? Let's be real. Right. But don't no, you... no, no, it's, no, let's not, not be right. Let's be honest. No, I'll, this be the podcast I'll be real. To be real. No, I'll be real. Who is the best guy over there? AB. Since you guys know football, who for is sure, it? For sure, for sure. Who's AB. the best guy over and that team? No, Play AB. Football, receiver it's wise, AB. who is the guy that get it popping? It's I mean, AB. I think it's a combination of all you guys. I think it was AB. It's nomination nah, nah. now. Dude, <laughs> I, I, I've always said. If, if Tom Brady's my boy, why am I playing for an earnest salary? Right. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. The answer is Mike Evans. The next answer is Chris Godwin. Then it's Antonio Brown, right? And oh yeah, by the way, like look, this whole like he's my boy, like he's your boy. Your boy was able to get you in the league. Otherwise, you're out of the league. He's the George can't stand you of the NFL. You didn't make it to a game with the Raiders. You quit on Big Ben and the Steelers. The Patriots run you off, and you have the balls to tweet about the owner. It doesn't matter if the owner had an off-the-field deal in a massage parlor, dude. Like, what are you doing? Then you go to Tampa, and you try to burn the whole house down after using a fake backs card. And, by the way, you're not that good anymore. Still talented. Dude's out of the league because of his own fault. That's what the Fox said. Mike Evans is the right answer. He's the best wide receiver with the Buccaneers. Niners have a huge game this weekend. What George Kittle have to say, find out next.